Edge Radio Australia, Malloy with you just after six o'clock. And oh, I'm glad you enjoyed the uh, the very slow version we just had there of a song that just decided not to work. That was great. Gotta love the high-tech world of radio. All right, mate. I've got him in front of me. The man who has got his life on track. It is Wayne Brown. Which I'm always going to love that, mate. I really do. Hey, great to have you here. You've got your lovely entourage, your lovely wife with you as well. Um <laughs> Are we ready for the show? Are we ready to jump straight Always in? Always ready. You Always don't. Ready. You don't Born appear ready. ready, mate. I don't know. I don't know. Why is it the lack of notes again? I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, I've become very used to that. Never mind. All right. Let's jump into the show, mate. What have you got in store for us today? Well, it's something we touched on quite a number of episodes ago, mm-hmm. and I saw it pop up on my Facebook feed recently. Okay. This phrase, and it's one that really rubs me the wrong way. Ooh. And we've had a discussion about it, and we're in in agreement with this. Okay. And it's that phrase toxic masculinity. Oh. Yeah, I know. Paint I know. Yeah. And it's it's so shame based. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know if it's designed to make men feel bad about themselves I think or it is to, to be frank with you, absolutely. You know, whatever reason it is. Yep. I don't like it. And as we've discussed, the way that I view it which I feel is a lot more accurate and up front, is it's a, a damaged masculinity. It's an incomplete masculinity. It's a wounded masculinity. Sure. I think it's a good way of looking at it. And the fact. other thing I wanted to explore is the opposite side. Okay. The toxic mm. femininity. All yes. Right? Because none of us are what you would call perfect or complete no or yep. got it together or any of that sort of stuff. Thoroughly agree. Every single one of us is wounded in some way. We're incomplete. We're trying to do the best we can with what we've got. Yep. And so a lot of the times, whether you're male or female, we're just trying to figure it out. And it's not even just life itself. It's us as an identity, as a person, as a human being. How do we show up as either a man or a woman? Well, this is the thing. Why? One of the reasons I hate the term toxic masculinity, or for that matter, even toxic femininity, is because it's just designed to divide. All right. Mm. It's a, in my mind, it really mm. is. It's mm. to damage, to demean people, right? And ultimately, we're all on this this great little uh, you know uh, globe running through the sky. We're all on the same one. We should be trying to find ways that we can work together and actually enhance our lives. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And and we do need to remove phrases like that, that it, they cause more damage than they do good. Yep. I'm all for bringing awareness to something mm-hmm. so that you can work on it and make it a better version of and get a better result. I don't like it when it's causing more damage than it purports to help. Completely and agree. if you're walking around calling people toxic and all of this sort of thing, that's not very good. No, not at all. So, all right. yeah, so well, let's delve into it. Yeah, so I wanted to look at that. And I suppose also there's a, a chap that I know, he's going to go and do a weekend that I did when I was doing a lot of my men's work. Right. So that's another reason why I wanted to talk about it because if anyone wants to go and do this uh, thing that I'm about to talk about, yeah. I highly recommend it because it was one of the the big things that moved me forward in my journey as okay. to rediscovering my version of masculinity because yeah. everyone's got their own version. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Because they all sit on a... Like, okay. So I've always had a problem with this. Men are one way, women are another way, mm, and yeah. there's no in-between. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I'm not comfortable with that. Sure. Because it's it's very 
confrontational. You're still facing each other from opposite ends of the field and attacking. Good point. Which I, I don't like. I've, I've never been comfortable with it. And I realised a while ago or worked out a, a better way of looking at it. If you have a spectrum and on one mm. side is pure masculinity sure. and on the other is pure femininity, we all sit somewhere on that spectrum regardless of our gender. Of course we do. So the majority of men will be in the masculine yep. with some men in the feminine, and that's fine. Sure is. And some women are, are most women are predominantly in the feminine and some are in the masculine, and that's okay. The healthy part, and this is where I want to move away from this toxic crap, is it becomes that damaged, wounded, incomplete okay. when you can only operate in one part of the spectrum. Yeah, it makes so, sense. So for me, that was a lot of my life. I okay. was, you know, you don't cry and you don't, all this crap yeah. that we're, we have the old rules, into yeah, us, absolutely. which is crap. So when I did a lot of my men's work, I realized, hey, I can move to the feminine. Mm -hmm. And I, my second wife, she, her mother died when I was with her okay. and I didn't know what to do. Right. Because I hadn't been taught how to move into my feminine, so I couldn't comfort her or yeah, I, I felt you're useless. patting her on the back. They're there. Yeah. They're there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But I felt useless. I felt powerless. It was like, what, what, what am I meant to do? Am I meant to mm. say something? Am I meant, I, I'm confused. So for me, doing my men's work, I was able to then move into the feminine. Okay. And what I found is once I could do that, I felt better within myself. Yeah, thoroughly agree. So I naturally sit just short of the, the middle. So I can step into full masculine, but that's not where I naturally sit. I'm okay. sort of sort of yeah, in between. Yeah. And with my men's work that I did, which helped me become more complete and less wounded, sure. was um, a mob called... Um, Mankind Project. Now, I've heard about these guys uh, and nothing but positive that, that's come Absolutely that brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So I went and did their weekend, which is a Friday evening to a Sunday evening. Okay. All right. So it's very intense. You do like 150 different processes mm -hmm. in the weekend. Uh, some of it's – I shouldn't divulge too much because then that alters people's perceptions. Okay. I do want people to go in with an open mind, which I was encouraged to do, and I – I don't want to say too much other than if you're looking at stepping back into your masculine, and they do have a female version, Okay. so women can go and step into their feminine, right. which is wonderful. Uh, obviously, I haven't done it. <laughs> Knowing the work that the men do, yeah. if the women are anything like it, brilliant. I'd highly recommend it for anyone. Okay. So I went and did it and confronted some of the stuff I needed to confront so I could become more complete, less wounded, more effective, and in a far healthier way, okay. all right? So, and the one thing I've realized is, and we've discussed this, how you attract the partner that you need oh, yes. rather than the partner you want. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it's a very hard pill to swallow. It, and it really took me is. Ages to go. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> the size of a barocca. Come on. <laughs> exactly. You got to swallow it whole. Give me a gallon of water. And and it, once I realised that, mm -hmm. I was like, ah, so that's why I attracted those women. Sure. So once I became more effective as a man, more comfortable in my masculinity, I found that I didn't need to attract a woman that was incomplete and wounded. So sure. I attracted um, my next partner who was someone who was a lot healthier, right. i.e. my wife now. Yeah. So together we can have a a more 
mature, grown-up, balanced relationship. Like now, that real adults. Wow. That's it. Oh. And as I keep saying to people, and I always want to make this clear, we don't have a perfect relationship. No. And I wouldn't expect you to. No. Okay? You're not Dr. Phil. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I dread anyone listening to me talking going, mm. oh, he's got it all sorted out. Yeah. No, I still have no. my problems. Oh, look, there's a song we've got here on Edge, okay? Work in Progress. I love the title of that because, I mean, that's who we are. Yes. Right from the word go, you just... I actually said this in the earlier show um, that you know I am a completely different man who than her was twenty five years ago. We're just not I the same people. Hope so. Yeah. Well, but a lot of people don't actually acknowledge that in themselves, no. right? Or a lot of people don't even want to admit it. I think mm. you know. Well, I think personal growth is bloody important. Oh, you know? super! It's yeah. the whole point of a relationship. Yeah. And that's any relationship. If you're in, say, a friendship, or yep. your friends are all yes people, and they mm. don't pull you up on anything or make you accountable. Sure. Get new friends. Yeah, that's right. You want friends if you're talking crap. You want them to go. The hell are you doing? That's right. That's absolutely you know, right. You, the, if they really care. They'll pull you up on mm. stuff because they want you to be that better version of you. Right, that's right. And, and ultimately, that's what we all should be aiming for, is being that healthier version of a, a male and a healthier version of a female, moving wherever we need to be on the spectrum mm -hmm. and interacting with each other in, in okay. a far healthier mm -hmm. way. Okay. Now, here's a strange question. How do we move into that masculine if you felt that you needed to, right, without that we live in this ridiculous woke world right now, okay? Um, I had somebody today have a go at me and said that I was being uh, aggressive. And I was not being aggressive, okay? They said abusive, sorry, abusive. I was using my normal voice. And she said that my tone, because my voice is deep, that my tone came off as being, uh, yeah, a, um, abusive. And I'm like, I, the conversation was absolutely balanced and normal and whatever. And this unbelievable snowflake, right, okay, mm. this this broken, woke person, okay, because, you know, look, the word woke is, is woke for a reason because it's broke, okay, you're broke, okay, and you're wah, 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 that's what's wrong with you, right? Okay, that's where the woke comes from. How in a world full of these people can you step into your masculine if you do need to or whatever the case may be without these, these broken people trying to destroy who you are? Good question. Not a silly question. All right. The thing that we always have to remember, and mm. this, if you want to deal with any conflict, any relationship, sure. friendship, work relationship, whatever it is, you always have to remember this. The way they see the world is totally different to how you see it. Yeah, it absolutely, right? 100%. There can be a thousand people watching an event and every single one of them will have a different recollection mm -hmm. because they're not only seeing or noticing what their cognitive bias is, yep. they will also filter through their past experiences, yep. what they're feeling like that day. So everything that they take into their brain mm. is going to be altered and warped and changed and d things will be deleted and added sure. to and embellished. So when you're talking to someone, if you happen to be, Let's say Steve Irwin. Right. And you're all real, wah, yeah. Ah, ah, and you're just genuinely excited. Yep. You can perceive that as yep. being excited. You can perceive it as being, oh, a little bit intimidating. It can be aggressive. It's however you want to see it. So the way that someone sees you isn't necessarily true. No. It's just the way they see you or the situation. And that's part of the problem with this woke thing mm -hmm. is everyone's so fragile about it rather than just going, 
That's just the way I see it. Yeah. You know, you can stop a lot of arguments if you just go, oh, okay, well, that's your point of view. Not right, it's not wrong, it's just your point of view. Yeah, I mean, the temptation is just to go toughen up, princess. But, you know, it's just these people, they are altering the way we have relationships, okay? They're altering a a lot of things and not for the healthy. Absolutely not for the healthy. And they're they're damaging children, all that kind of thing. This is becoming a really big part of our everyday lives, okay? And, you know, I'm, and I don't like to judge people as I meet them, okay? Like, as mm. far as I don't like to look at them and go, whatever. But there are particular things that people wear now and, and, and ways that they express themselves. As they walk up, I'm just thinking, oh, this is going to be hard. Like, oh, dear. Ah, ah. So you've just pre-framed yourself. I know. I, I'm, I'm far from perfect, mate. But <laughs> no, I, no, no, no. Uh, the way we get better at something mm-hmm. is people draw it to our attention and they give us the opportunity to do something about it. We don't have to. Sure. And this is, I've said this before with relationships, one of the keys is mm-hmm. if you have a relationship where both of you are comfortable enough to go, not happy with you doing that, yep. and the other person can go, okay, and then it's up to them whether they do something or not because you don't want people to change. No. You know, no. I've, I've said to my wife quite a number of times, if she does something that frustrates me or annoys me, yeah. I'll say, you know, this frustrates or annoys me, but I don't want you to change. It's who you are. If you go changing, you're not the woman I fell in Spot love with. Spot on. So it's just bringing her, it to her awareness. And that's all you want to do with anyone. And mm. you don't want to be doing that to yourself going, oh, this is going to be hard work because guaranteed it will be because you've already set your brain working in that direction. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, I thoroughly agree. And it annoyed me. It actually annoys me when I see it happening to myself. I feel like I, I, I'm back in the 80s. I'm like the Hulk. The clothes are tearing. I'm turning green. I can, I can, oh, no, look. Oh, I was I about to say you're about eight inches shorter than <laughs> just, Lou anyway. Just slightly. Jeez. And, and trust me, the, the bulk in the body is in a completely different spot, but never mind. <laughs> All right, time for a song, mate. I think this is honestly when I had to run into that, that, uh, Wokey today, the broken Wokey. I just thought to myself, I need to play this song to them. I really did. Where is the love? Oh, bring it to me. It's Edge Radio Australia, all about relationships. Easy lover here on Edge Radio Australia. Got me through high school. Um, Look. I wish. I was such a virgin. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, It's not about me. It's about you. It's about relationships. It's all about relationships here on Edge Radio Australia. And we have the invert commas right now expert right in front of me. It is You'll never get tired of that, will you? Ever, (laughs) ever, 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 ever. (laughs) All making terrible references to you and Dr. Phil. All right. Now... Oh, that, well, I do have more hair than him, uh, thank far God. Be, you're far better looking, thank God. Oh, um, all right. you. <laughs> I have my moments. All right. Now, I, I do realise that this is actually probably awkward doing the show today because I do have my Demi Moore voice on, uh, having the leftovers. It's doing it the, for me. Yeah, oh, thank you, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I showed up. No, look... <laughs> I want to jump back into the show because we've been talking about, uh, you, obviously we were talking about toxic, um, carry on before. Um, where, do you, where, where do you want to go from there? Where? Okay, so I'll talk a little bit more about when I finished it because when you learn anything, mm. and I, we've all done weekends where you go away and you learn how to do something or you, you learn how to create something or whatever it is. And when you finish a lot of courses, it's like, mm. what now? What now? There's no sort yeah. of support. 
But the one thing I really liked about doing um, MKP is what they refer to it as, a Mankind Project. Okay. Um, which, by the way, I don't know if you know the story of how that started. No, it sounded like a cooking show, to be honest. But okay. okay, so many, many generations ago, mm-hmm. when a young boy was approaching um, adulthood, yep. all right, and for a lot of ancient tribes, adulthood was attained at like 14, 15, 16. Yeah, wow. All right? And... What the men would do is they would take them away yeah. and they would educate them in how to be a man. Okay. So when they came back to the camp, yep. they were now men and they were included in all the men's things. Okay. okay. Now, the interesting thing was, um, I'll use the American Indians version because I suppose it's extreme, but it illustrates what we are now lacking nowadays, right. is the... Boys would be between 13 and 16. Mm -hmm. The men would be off hunting or whatever. And they would come swooping back into the camp and they would go to snatch the boys. Okay. All right? Right. And the mothers would go, no, no, don't take my son. And they would put up this big battle to keep the sons. And the men would literally tear the boy away from the mother and take them away. And they would go away for like a week, two weeks, three weeks. Mm -hmm. And... They would teach them how to hunt and how to track animals. They would teach them about how to be present when they did counsel and discussed various things. And they would also get the young boys and they would put them alone Mm. on a rocky outcrop. Right. And I don't know how often they did it, but sometimes they would give them natural hallucinogenics. I think peyote is one of them. Right. So that they'd get a little bit buzzy, mm-hmm. and then the men would stalk around the bottom of the rock, howling and making animal noises. So the kid would get a bit scared, and their senses would get heightened sure. because they're scared. And then that would enable them to find their totem animal and all of this sort of thing. So when they were, they were finished, literally they would come back to camp, mm-hmm. and the boys would then sit and put their opinion forward at council meetings and all of this sort of thing. Nowadays, we don't have anything like nothing that for our like boys. Like nothing. It's a, here, you're 18, you can go drive a car, you can go and buy alcohol. Sure. And it's, it's There's nothing where we transition into adulthood. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with women because when the boys were taken away, sure. they would take the girls and the women show the girls all the, the female um, sacred powers and all yeah. of this sort of gotcha. thing. So they each had their own journey and it was healthy because they also knew where it stood. Like if you went and um, tried to take a kid away from its mother, an American Indian, yep. she'd still put a spear through you. Oh, damn straight. You know, yeah, no so she could step that. into a masculine and the men could also be in their feminine. Mm-hmm. So they were very balanced. Right. So MKP, these bunch of guys were like, well, we don't have anything like that. We need to have something. So they drew from American Indians and heaps of other different civilizations right. in their um, transition period. And then they came up with their one, which, like I said, is 150 different processes. So when you finish it, it's a pretty raw weekend. And you come out and you're like, what now? And beautifully, for the next few weeks, Mm. they have a weekly meeting where they go through the weekend slowly. So right. you've got a chance okay. to reintegrate yeah, it right. and revisit it and look at it. And then if you want, you've got weekly meetings that you could go to and okay. go, okay, what's come up for you? What do you need to deal and with? And this, this is still happening here in Perth? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. I saw recently they've advertised for the one in April. Right. Which is the one this bloke that I know is going to. And I'm mm. like, can't wait to you finish because <laughs> I want to hear your feedback on it. Absolutely. Um, so for me, absolutely 
wonderful, okay. led to some of my biggest turnarounds and dealing with stuff that I needed to. Mm -hmm. So that helped me, like I said, get back into a, a healthy balance within myself where I could do the feminine and all this sort of thing. Because so, the better you are as a human being, the better relationships you're going to have. Absolutely. This is all about, yeah, working on you. Yep. Well, this is also when I came across ages ago. I have people say to me, regular or ask yeah. me regularly, mm -hmm. when do the problems stop? When does life get easy? <laughs> Now, the interesting thing was, mm. I read this one years ago, and the more I think about it, the more I go, they're bloody right, you know. Okay. Is when you're younger, all problems seem insurmountable. They're massive. Okay. Because the tool box that you have for yep. tools is relatively empty. Right. Then as you get older, you develop your tools. Mm. Hopefully, you develop your tools. You fill your toolbox up. So when a problem comes along, once the thing that was once insurmountable is now surmountable and very easy you can, because you can deal tools, with it yeah so what happens if life will give you bigger challenges <laughs> because it knows you can now deal with them yeah so it challenges you because i don't call them problems anymore they're right. challenges okay. it's like a, um have you ever heard of an author i know i'm jumping around a bit here no. pulling it all together in a minute have you ever heard of an author called og mandino no no i haven't there's a bloke that basically ruined his life by his mid-40s. Right. Uh, was all set to kill himself. Yeah. Thought, mm, maybe not. Okay. Started reading the old self-help books back in the 50s and 60s. Oh. Published a book, became uh, one of the best sellers in that genre. Mm -hmm. uh, he wrote a heap of other books. And I like the books that he reads. They're all like th as thick as your thumb, so you can read them in a night if you really wanted You're to. Keen. And mm -hmm. they've all got really good messages in it. And the thing I like, he's up front about, I screwed it up. Sure. And I figured it out, and this is where I'm at now. And there's a little metaphor that he uses. Mm. Now, I'm not religious. He is, or was. He died a number of years ago now. But he would say that God's playing chess with you, and every right. now and then he'll move a piece and go, okay, what are you going to do now? Oh. And I like that. It's oh. like God going, yeah, you got the yeah. skill now. Yep. Okay. Yep. I've got your queen. You're moving what from you... checkers. Yeah. We're going to chess. Exactly. Okay. What What are you going to do now? What's What's your mm. What's your move? So I like that that you get yeah. challenged because you've now got the skills and the tools. So as you become more balanced as a male or, or a female, right, life will throw other challenges at you, and it's a nice way to go. Okay. I've got this tool, this tool, this tool. Oh, I've got this one. This is easy. Next. So you become more confident within yourself. You become more capable. And because you're more capable as an individual, mm -hmm. you start to realize this person I've got as a partner or as a friend or a whatever, sure. I can draw on them and I've got a good team. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a solid relationship with your partner and you've yep. got a number of friends, could be two, could be 10, doesn't matter. Yep. As long as they're friends that have got your back mm -hmm. and they call you on your crap, <laughs> then you've got a team where, you know what, I can take on anything in the world. I love that thought. It is teamwork. Like I think of relationship Absolutely. very much as teamwork. And I think you need to complement each other. I think that's important too. In, in my, I think about my shortcomings. You know, I want somebody who will actually help me. Fulfill those. Not, no, I'm not, and for, not from the point of view, I don't want someone to go, oh, look, I'm lousy at paperwork. I want to find someone who's good at paperwork. Actually, what, what's wrong with that? What's well, very handy. <laughs> trust me, <laughs> from that point of view. No, but I, like, okay, when you see it done properly, it's in front of you, kind of, it lifts your game, you know, simple as that. Oh, I absolutely. It's that complementary sort of factor. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the good thing is, if you're on a good journey, and what mm. you were talking earlier about, um, self-growth and yeah. you know putting effort into yourself. If you're doing that, it then gives your partner permission to do that. It gives your friends Agreed. permission to do that mm. because they see you 
confronting your stuff and becoming that better version of you. And they're like, oh, well, if mm. he can do it and they're the results he's getting, well, yep. I can do it. Yeah. And that's where I like mentors and coaches, et cetera, that are up front and go, you're going to hit a, a couple of obstacles yep. shortly and it's going to be this, this and this. But if you do this, this and this, you'll be okay. That's how I dealt with it. Well, being honest. And exactly. It's so important to be honest. Look, life was never meant to be easy. Old Churchill said it, right? And he was mm. bang on the money. It's uh, like Sometimes it would be nice to be, you know, there uh, 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 laying there in the Caribbean, you know, kicking back in the sand. It would be good. But ultimately, you know... You'd get bored. Oh, very, very quickly. <laughs> very quickly indeed. Exactly. exactly right. So, no, okay, that, that is a great thing. I think um, a lot of good advice there, mate. Jeez, you're good at this. Oh, thank you very yeah. much. Oh, I, might, oh, I might make a profession yeah, out you of it. Yeah, you might. I'm sort of taking about the the reason you probably hear uh, a bit of silence from me there is, yeah, I'm, I'm taking it back and I think you've, uh, you're bang on the money. Yeah, and that's what it is. If you worry less about what other people are doing, mm -hmm. so when you get your, your snowflakes coming up yep. to you, rather than judging them and going, oh, here mm. we go, give them a chance yep. and then use this one. This thought's helped me heaps dealing with people. Okay. They start talking and they might be going about it a crappy way and you're just going, well, that's pretty shit method you got there. Yep. Obviously, you're using a hammer to chop down that tree. Yeah. Yep. So you realise I've got to be gentle on them because they're doing the best they can with what they know and sadly what they know is not sufficient. Oh, that's look, even I, I've had people, good old road rage, okay, and people lose yeah. their mind and go whatever. And then I used to think, okay, you're a nutter or you're an idiot or whatever. Now I do actually literally think to myself, well, okay, maybe you're having a really bad day. Exactly. Maybe something has happened that is making you act in this completely irrational sort of exactly. way. Because it happens. We're human. We are actually we are products uh, and reactions of our emotions. Yeah. Absolutely. And and it, the key there, if you're in a relationship or a friendship or anything, mm -hmm. the more in control of your emotions you are, yeah. the safer people can feel around you. Yeah, true, true. People aren't flighty and you... Yeah, yeah and because one of the things that took me a while to get my head around mm -hmm. was the stop using the phrase... You make me angry. You make yeah. me happy. You, no one makes you. You still choose it. Yep. They might create a really compelling argument for choosing that. You still choose it, though. Yeah. Ultimately, you are in charge of your own destiny. Absolutely. Yep. And if you can control all of that sort of stuff, mm. people will feel more comfortable opening up to you, um, telling you stuff that's leaves them open for judgment and yep. ridicule and all of that sort of stuff. They're more willing to be real yep. around you. Yep. So then you can build your relationship with them because it comes a two-way flow. So doing that is a good thing. And also it becomes a lot easier. If you can control the more intense emotions, it then becomes easier to give out the good emotions. Okay. So I like that. I like that. Maybe, you know, I'm surrounding myself with all these people who are very emotionally intelligent and they're, they're getting their act together. In fact, all my friends, they're getting married. Sedge Radio Australia, all about relationships. Oh, dear. Well, no, we're really fully grown adults here in Western Australia, but it's a pretty good song. I do like the old Kim Wilde. She absolutely kicked butt in the 80s. And uh, look, we're kicking some butt uh, with some subjects tonight here on Edge Radio, uh, all about relationships. That's the thing we're that's doing. A, right? yeah. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. There we go. Now, Wayne Brown, man on busy life on track. Um, 
It's like, how many times can you slip that into a show? <laughs> oh, dear. I'm actually, look, uh, I think that the work you do is amazing, and I would really encourage everybody to jump online and, and uh, you know, go listen to some of your podcasts. We've uh, been talking about this today, and it's, it's wonderful to see that so many people are getting a lot from it because huge downloads, mate. You're doing great. So, Thank you very um, much. And, I th- and you're doing it for the great reasons. You're actually very genuine about it. So that's a good thing. So, yes, do yourself a favour. Get your Molly Meldrum going on and go and download yourself a bit of Wayne Brown Life on Track or Back on Track. Back on Track. Okay, there we go. So this is why you, you're getting paid the big bucks. All right. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, exactly. <laughs> All right, mate. Now, what wisdom would you like to um, continue with right now? Okay, so we started off talking about the dreaded term, mm. the toxic masculinity and toxic yep. femininity, which doesn't get as mentioned as often. No, but it's However, it very does, real. does get mentioned occasionally. <laughs> so ultimately, though, all of us start off with suppressed parts of ourselves, parts okay. we've disowned, parts we're taught to feel shame and guilt around. So we tend to come into adulthood and we've got a lot of stuff to deal with. Mm-hmm. Problem is, we get so caught up in life, oh. we forget to deal with stuff. Correct. And then that becomes the so-called baggage. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I realised a while ago what baggage actually is. Okay, tell me. Because you always get people who go, "I want a partner without baggage." Every single one of us has got baggage. True. However, we don't see it as baggage. What do we see it as? So remember, I said, if you're chopping down a tree and you're using a hammer, and that's the only tool you got, that's mm-hmm. what you're going to do. Yeah. If you've got a situation and how you deal with it is to use a hammer, but I look at that behaviour and go, you're a nut job, you've got baggage. Yep. That's your best tool you've got. You're going to keep using it, and I'm going to call it baggage because it seems crazy to me. Sure, yeah. So, like, for example, a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to partner with kids because, you know, it's baggage. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what you've just admitted is you've got baggage. Okay. Because either one of two things – one, you have a fear about the situations that are going to arise from them having kids, like yep. where do you fit into it, how much can you discipline the kids, how yep. much are you involved, all of this sort of stuff, or you don't believe you've got the skills necessary to be a step-parent. Which is a very special set of skills. Oh, yes, I know. I've been there as well. And if you see that as a problem, you're mm. going to see it as baggage. They don't. No. All no. right? So there's, like, you might meet someone who's got a, an ex-partner that they're still friendly with, mm-hmm. all right? Yep. And that does happen, and it's nice to see that people are adults when they split. It's like a, well, it didn't work, so, you know, oh, well, right. but, hey, we still get on all right. So you might go, oh, well, I don't, I don't like that one. It's, they've got baggage. They've got their ex-partner they're dragging around. Yep. No, no, it's not their baggage. It's your baggage (laughs) because you're the one that's got the problem with it. So baggage is always the way we perceive an aspect of someone else's life. All right. Okay. Well, and then the perception's a big thing because exactly what you're saying. Those two people have got a good relationship, right? That's why they're they're still in each other's lives for argument's sake or whatever the case may be with the children. And and children are an absolutely – I mean, look, they're just – they are – the most beautiful things. I mean, they they can make you pull your hair out, but they yes. are the most beautiful things. And I think that anybody, when you, if you get into someone's life and they've got children, like, to be frank, my my attitude is embrace that. Okay, show the fact that um, I know it gives you an ability to to really open yourself up and, and show love. Yeah, and it and it's sometimes you can make a big impact. Yeah, and not realise how big an impact you make. Yeah, like I like that. My second wife, she had a son when I met right. her. 
And so when I met him, he was coming into the wonderful teenage years. <laughs> what fun. So we had a few challenges. The good thing is, though, at the end of it, we mm. developed quite a good relationship where yeah. he trusted me. He knew my word was good. Yep. and all. You know, it was that if you phone me up at three in the morning and say, can you come, come and get me? Mm -hmm. I'll come and get you. Yeah. You know, it's he knew my word was good. So it can help you bring out aspects of you. Mm. So as I was saying about the... Um, Problems. Mm -hmm. I don't see them as problems now. Sure. They're, they're challenges or an opportunity to learn something about myself. So now, if you look at everything that comes into your life as an opportunity, yep. did I just tell you the story about um, Tony Robbins with the getting ripped off? No, I don't think so. Okay, so this is where all of this sort of started from. Right. Tony Robbins was on the road like 320 days a year, yeah. all right? And he had someone running his company. So he comes back, mm -hmm. finds out this bloke's fleeced him for like 60 million bucks. Whoa. Not very happy, obviously. Catches up with two blokes that he knows who have also been through a similar situation. Right. And similar sum of money. And so Tony Robbins does this big rant and then this other guy has this big rant and then they look at this third guy and he goes, yeah, I'm a bit miffed. <laughs> Tony Robbins like, you're miffed. You've been miffed. ripped off to like 50 million bucks and you're miffed. And he was completely baffled about it. And then afterwards he thought, hang on, I'm going to try that. Okay. So instead of saying he was angry, pissed off, frustrated, disappointed, annoyed, he would go, I miffed. <laughs> miffed. And what he realised, it didn't get he didn't get as wound up. Because it's kind of a nothing word. Exactly. And right. that's why I said if you do something wrong or someone does something mm. wrong, you don't call them an idiot or a moron. You call them a peanut or a plonker or a wally I, or we've a, certainly discussed this. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of power in power that. Power of words mm. is phenomenal. Mm. So if you look at your problem, instead of it going, Oh my god, it's a problem, what am I gonna do? Oh my god, <laughs> woe is me, go a uh, hmm. This is interesting. This is a challenge. Yeah. In other words, where's my solution? I know there's one in there somewhere. Just got to find it. That's the challenge. So power of words. A young lady in my past, many, many years ago, she used to have a saying, she'd just go, everyone has a woe is me story. Oh, right? God, yes. And, and like simple as that. And, and her attitude was like, meh, next. You know, like she just yeah. didn't care. And at the time, I just didn't understand it. I really didn't. Because her, quite honestly, her woe is me story was pretty horrific, right? Yeah. It was something that would destroy a lot of people. And she just had that attitude of, we've all got one. That's mine. I don't give it power. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I'd never, ever seen that behavior before. And uh, I wish, you know, if I could wind back the clock and actually see that person again, uh, you know, I, I want to like I want to thank them for the lesson. Yeah. Everyone brings lessons. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And like you've said about your relationships and, and ones that have been quite... Um, challenging. Challenging in the past. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I, you know, whenever you say challenge, all I can hear in my mind is, is Bernie Stinson from uh, um, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, challenge accepted. That's what I've got. Um, and a mate of mine actually, good character, that yeah, one. great character. A mate of mine actually, uh, Dave actually started a business called yeah, Challenge Accepted Four Wheel Drive because exactly we we'd go four wheel driving, we'd see something that looked ridiculous. Yeah, we'll have a crack at that. Why not? Absolutely. So it is. Uh, look again, it's great to use language as a way of grabbing your own power and getting back on top of things. I like it. Exactly. And that sort of thing spills over into relationships yep. because if <laughs> I had a, a male client ages ago where he 
came to me and he said, look, I've, I've met this woman. Mm. Um, I think she might be the one. Ooh. However, I've got this thing in my past that I'm... I'm oh, not, you've told me about yeah, this. I yeah, I need to tell her. And I was like, well, don't make a big thing about yeah. it. And he's like, what? I said, don't sit there and go, oh, I've got something big I need to tell you. <laughs> don't build it up. No, no, no. Just treat it as a non-event. And so many things in our life, in our relationships, in our work life... We make it far bigger than what it needs oh. to be because of the words we use. Yep. Yeah. And also, look, I and I know I do this. I will actually overthink it. And you, when you've over been overthinking, you build it up and you mm-hmm. make it into something that's far bigger than it needs to be. Yeah. But we do these things, right? Yeah. And um, then when it happens, you just go, oh, oh was that it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly right. I, I have, I've had something happen just today where, you know, like basically, I won't go into it, I'm going to bore everybody, but you know, I could I could go and- Is I that could, your woe is me story? Yeah, it is my woe is me, <laughs> just, just for today. Um, but I, where I could, I could make the decision, oh, it's big and it's serious and whatever. No, it's not. It's absolutely nothing. It's almost laughable. In fact, the other person involved who is trying to make things big- they're just making an utter fool of themselves, you know? Yeah. And you're going to think, oh, just Well, well here's the up. other one I heard, and this is so true when you really want to think about it. it will it matter in a year's time? Oh, I love that. I love that. And it absolutely, if you think about what happened to you a year ago, mm-hmm. you go, yeah, I got through it, and? Yeah, it came up as a Facebook memory. Yeah. And, <laughs> and another one I've heard, every challenge that's come up in your life, no yep. matter how horrific, right. you've succeeded. Ooh, You've I got like a one hundred percent success rate dealing with all the crap in your life. Well, that is an absolutely brilliant point. I really like that. I think that yeah, ultimately, yeah, we do get thrown all these challenges. Yes. We're still standing. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Uh, some of us have even got our original teeth. We're doing all right, okay? <laughs> so it's going all right. Um, how about we celebrate that? Well, you know, like I think that um, yeah, I think that's really great. Um, we we should do, and that's again one of the things you've touched on earlier. We look at how f- what we've got ahead of us, and we go, oh, "I've got to deal with this, mm. and deal with that, and deal with this," forgetting all the hundreds and thousands of things we've dealt with in our past. Yeah, we've done this before. effectively yeah. and move forward. It's like no, acknowledge how far you've come. Don't worry about how far you got to go just yet. Yeah, I love that saying about the fact that you know, there's a reason why the rear vision mirror is so small. Yes. Right, okay. That's the it. The screen is, a good is big. One, that one. It is just so true. Like, we are moving forward. Get that big screen, take all that lovely information in, move on forward, and that little box in the back, we don't have to focus on it. That's Absolutely it. brilliant. All right, mate. Now, if I was, you know, looking on the internet for you, uh, I, I look on the internet for all sorts of things, of course, and, and some of them I can talk about. But this one. <laughs> This one, if I was looking for you. I don't know if I want to know that. <laughs> if I was looking for you, where would I find you? What would I do? Well, if we wanted to listen to the previous episodes of this show, as mm. you've mentioned, it would be Wayne Brown All About Relationships. Yep. And my podcast will pop up on all 14 platforms that it's on. 14 platforms? 14 platforms. Oh, my wordy. Uh, or you type in Wayne Brown Life Back on Track and you'll have my Instagram and Facebook and website and all of that Absolutely stuff. Absolutely brilliant, mate. Thank you again for a wonderful show. Of course, the replay is happening when? 2 p.m. Sundays. Love it. All right. This is all about relationships on Edge Radio Australia. <laughs>